0: Okay, welcome everyone. We're super glad that that you join us here. Uh, And I'm proud to present to you the speaker today. Um, He studied in Oxford and worked at the World Bank and has been in this international development space for more than five years as a data scientist. And in the recent year, he's been working at GiveDirectly also as a data scientist. So give a warm round of applause for Lucio Melito. Hi everyone, thanks so much for coming. I'll be talking about uh, how GiveDirectly has been preparing to do what's written in the title here, delivering cash to millions of people in minutes. I'm sure that many of you are already familiar with GD, but for those who aren't, uh, GiveDirectly is an international NGO who allows donors to send cash to people living in extreme poverty, no strings attached. So unconditional cash transfers, we have been uh, active for just over a decade. And in this time, we have raised almost a billion dollars and uh, sent this cash to uh, more than one million recipients. In uh, 2021, we were active in uh, these uh, 10 countries. And uh, this year, we have added uh, Yemen to the list. So first of all, why cash? Uh, cash is probably the most uh, studied uh, intervention and one of the most effective to reduce poverty. In the last uh, two plus decades, uh, we have um, seen more than 300 studies uh, that have shown how cash is effective at improving a host of indicators. Some of them are positive outcomes, so obviously increased household consumption, uh, increased school attendance, use of healthcare, uh, investment in productive assets, and also decrease in negative outcomes like um, intra-household violence, gender-based violence, child labor. And um, also, very importantly, um, we have not seen an increased spending in uh, temptation goods, which has always been... Uh, one of the um, um, most common objections to just giving people cash. So, um, 19 studies have looked at this uh, and they have not seen any evidence. So, GiveDirectly's approach is to own the end-to-end program and that has enabled us to uh, be extremely uh, efficient and effective and ensuring the integrity of all the uh, process. So, if you picked under the hood, of uh, one of GiveDirectly traditional uh, programs, you would see these seven steps. Uh, First one is design, so uh, deciding the cash transfer size, the frequency and cadence of these transfers, eligibility criteria, and uh, geography, uh, where to work, and so on. Um, Once these eligibility criteria have been uh, set, then we also need to identify the recipients. So this is the targeting step. Uh, Then we need to enroll recipients. This might sound strange to you, but actually initially when we started working, it was quite common for people not to want to take part in our program because it sounded too good to be true. They were suspicious. Um, We still have an enrollment uh, um, process or an enrollment step where we uh, gather some information on recipients and things like uh, mobile phone numbers because we always pay people uh, through mobile money. After this enrollment step and before giving people their first transfer. We also run some uh, audit checks. Uh, so we uh, sample uh, some households and uh, we make sure that they haven't had any uh, problems so far. Everything is, is going smoothly. Then there's uh, payment, so step number five in this picture. Um, as I said, it's always been remote and digital. And in fact, the fundamental technological innovation that has enabled uh, GiveDirectly to get started uh, 12 years ago is uh, mobile money uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa, which is now extremely widespread, so we don't have to carry physical cash around, um, which will make our job very difficult. Uh, After the first uh, transfers, we also run multiple um, checks to make sure that people have gotten their money, they've been able to uh, withdraw it without any problems. Uh, There hasn't been any fraud of any kind, and then step number seven is um, evaluating our programs. So we have actually run 19 randomized control trials uh, that have evaluated all sorts of indicators, some of uh, which I've shown before. Um, and we continue to study our programs because we're always experimenting, as you will see, uh, with new ways uh, to deliver cash. So these seven steps, the three that are really crucial operationally are targeting enrollment and payment. As I said, payment has always been digital and remote, but traditionally targeting and enrolling has been in person. Uh, So we have had to um, send field officers to villages that we wanted to enroll uh, to identify recipients and then enroll them. And finally, um, our programs are very efficient. So on average, we send 90 cents of every dollar that we raise uh, to recipients. Now, uh, fast forward to 2020, and um, obviously the pandemic strikes, and uh, this affects every country on Earth, um, of course, but uh, in particular people living in extreme poverty. Here you can see a picture of the number of people living in extreme poverty, which uh, had been going down for the last two plus uh, decades. Uh, But because of the pandemic, uh, that downward trajectory was reversed for the first time in a long time. And uh, so we wanted to respond to these crises, but uh, to do it so um, as efficiently, as successfully as possible, we wanted uh, an intervention, a model that would be very scalable, uh, that would be very precise, and that would also allow us to um, work remotely, since we couldn't reach these communities in person. And luckily for us, uh, the previous five years uh, had seen some very promising and interesting technological advancements, especially in the area of targeting. Uh, The two most important ones uh, being uh, the use of satellite imagery to predict poverty, and uh, the other one, uh, the uh, um, finding that people um, that of different uh, wealth levels use their mobile phones differently, and which is very uh, useful for us because mobile phones are actually very uh, widespread, even sub-Saharan Africa, even in uh, rural communities. So this leaves some um, potential useful data for us to uh, leverage. So to go into more um, detail, um, this is how satellite-based targeting works. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with machine learning, uh, but in general, uh, we are interested in predicting uh, an indicator of interest, in this case, poverty. And we have some data that we think might be useful for this prediction task. So we feed uh, these data plus some ground truth data to a machine learning model that then learns how to perform this task. In this case, you might um, intuitively grasp how information that's encoded in satellite imagery uh, could be predictive of wealth uh, things like the type of roof uh, of houses the presence or absence of cars or the quality of roads are all uh, very predictive of wealth and so a machine learning model can learn to uh, automatically extract these features from images and then uh, spit out some uh, predictions um, so you know deep learning models might kill us in a few years, but until then, they're quite useful for other purposes. Um, And then, phone-based targeting, also very useful. Um, And again, here you can grasp intuitively how this might work. Uh, Obviously, wealthier people might make more phone calls, uh, but there are also very interesting patterns that are uh, less uh, obvious, um, like the structure of social networks of people are very predictive of, of their wealth or uh, the uh, way they move around, for example, we might actually be able to predict whether someone owns a motorcycle based on their uh, movement patterns, and this in turn is predictive of of wealth. And um, here you can see there's actually um, a fair amount of research on this uh, subject, and uh, depending on the context, the country uh, 40 to 50% of variation in wealth um, is explained by mobile phone uh, usage patterns. So R squared between point 0.4 and point 0.5. Um, to, so the government of, of Togo um, wanted to run a pandemic response program and uh, they uh, reached out to uh, Give directly and also um, a lab at the University of Berkeley that had pioneered this type of. Um, satellite-based and cell phone-based targeting. And uh, we also raised $10 million from uh, uh, Google.org, the World Bank, and uh, TED Audacious to run this pandemic response program that would use um, these data sources for the first time. Uh, This is how the program worked. So before I mentioned three steps um, that are crucial operationally, targeting enrollment and payment. So for the targeting step, we would use first satellite imagery to uh, shortlist uh, 100 cantons in Togo. Cantons are uh, um, basically an administrative unit that make up Togo. And we would select the 100 poorest of them using satellite imagery. And then within those shortlisted cantons, we would use cell phone data to target and uh, to identify and target the poorest individuals and their corresponding cell phone numbers would be whitelisted. Now the second step, which traditionally has been enrolling people in person, would also become remote. Um, so to do that, we would um, run Add like radio advertisements in the selected cantons that would invite people to uh, try and enroll into the program and also provide them some information and so they for example would uh, type star 855 ash into their phone uh, using ussd which is like a legacy system that provides um, the means for people to give us some information so they would um, type these digits into their phone provide us with their uh, id number And then uh, automatically, uh, in our backend, we would check what um, their wealth prediction uh, was. So, uh, and if it was below a certain threshold, you can think of it as like the classic $1.90 threshold for extreme poverty, then they would automatically qualify uh, for the program and they would be instantly paid um, on their mobile money wallet. So now all the three steps, remote, and we don't need to um, you know, be in person to reach people. And we can also scale these much faster, much more rapidly, uh, rapidly that, than we have ever been able to. So here you can see um, two phases of enrollment that we had, um, and how the number of people reached uh, jumped uh, incredibly fast every time. So we were able to reach uh, 140,000 individuals in a matter of weeks, uh, which is something that we had never done before. You could see from the first slide that we have reached 1.2 million in 10 years. In that case, 140,000 in a matter of weeks. Um, It's a massive improvement in our uh, uh, capacity to deliver cash. Um, Also, this is what the programs accuracy uh, looked like, the precise figures are not important, but basically um, the government of Togo was already planning, as I said, to run this uh, cash response uh, program, and they already had some data, some voter registry database um, of almost the entire citizenship uh, that uh, had some occupational information uh, attached to every individual, and so they were thinking, to target people based on their occupation. Um, Some people, some occupations had been hit by the pandemic particularly hard, and also some occupations are generally associated with people that are uh, poorer, and so they were thinking to do the targeting based on these data. And you can see on the left uh, that this model actually performs substantially worse than the um, cell phone-based targeting that we ended up uh, using. So we were able to improve on the alternative um, substantially using this data set and we were also able to do so without uh, discriminating. Uh, So these are like some measures of fairness. Um, So we wanted to make sure that we weren't, that the algorithm wasn't performing worse um, for a certain group. Um, For example, we tested it for gender and ethnicity. And uh, it looked everything, you know, looked uh, perfectly fine. Uh, so this research um, was published uh, as a front cover of Nature in March. So I would invite you to read the paper um, if if you are interested to to learn more. There are a lot of, of course, details that I've skipped over uh, now during the presentation that are also very fascinating to read. After the work in Togo that happened in the first half of 2021. We also also run a similar uh, fully remote program in uh, Congo, in uh, DRC, uh, especially uh, the city, specifically in the city of Kinshasa. So this was an urban response program. And I'm gonna show you now a video of uh, the following days after we ran the program. C'est de pauvreté et donc euh, les personnes sont énormes et ça nécessite beaucoup de moyens. il 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 y a un et c'est bon Et Trump, euh, ensemble avec le gouvernement, nous allons continuer à mobiliser les ressources pour euh, continuer à appuyer nos populations. Fonds social de la République démocratique du Congo a aidé dans le monde, après ça, nous bien en place. Et ça n'a plus bien passé, n'a bien et puis la Yes, Um, so uh, this was a slightly different program than the one in Togo I just talked about because we didn't do individual level targeting. We didn't get predictions for individuals, but instead used satellite imagery and other data sets to identify uh, the poorest neighborhoods of Kinshasa. And then we used mobile phone data to um, link individuals to these areas. Um, Finally, we sent basically trucks with music and flyers uh, in these neighborhoods uh, and invited people to enroll. And those that were uh, uh, deemed eligible based on their location uh, would get $25 for six months. Um, And so we were able to reach, um, I mean, 13,000 people in 36 hours, but actually we went up to 50,000 in a matter of days. And this was a program done in partnership with, again, the World Bank and the the Fond Social, which is a social protection agency of uh, DRC. It's not moving anymore. So, where do we go from here? Uh, The title of the talk was How to Deliver Cash to Millions in Minutes. Um, You might have noticed that we haven't done that yet. but we do think that we have uh, found a model that could get us to that stage. Um, So this is um, something that we think is particularly valuable in moments of crisis, when it's extremely important to reach as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, Um, especially, for example, during natural disasters. You could imagine a flood striking a certain area, and uh, right now the status quo is to send uh, aid in a matter of weeks, actually, normally. Um, hardly ever days. But with this infrastructure in place, we could send cash to people in a matter of minutes. Um, it's very feasible. And in fact, we could even go a step further and um, do some anticipatory action programs. Uh, so we're uh, trying to pilot something like this uh, at the start of next year in Mozambique, where the idea is to get a flood forecasts from uh, one of our partners, and then Uh, If we think that the flood is very likely to strike an area, uh, we would send cash to the individuals living there so that they could uh, leave and uh, save their families and their assets. And there's actually some very early uh, evidence that this is a very effective intervention, as you would imagine. So our vision is to transform the delivery of cash globally And to do this, we are now um, partnering with governments, regulators, telecom operators to position, pre-position ourselves in all these um, areas to be able to deliver cash when the needs arise. Uh, To do so, so we have uh, three um, things that we're doing right now. We're developing and improving the uh, targeting methodologies that I've mentioned in my talk. Um, We are already starting to set up uh, automated enrollment and payment systems um, in these different countries, Uh, and then we're also uh, continuing to be a thought leader in the field by disseminating our research, uh, publishing uh, open source code related to our programs, and uh, continuing to do rigorous evaluations of everything we do. So if you want to learn more about uh, GD, um, I would advise you to first of all go to our uh, newly revamped donation experience. Um, also you can sign up for the newsletter and get um, frequent updates on what we're up to. And also we have a cash research explorer where we are uh, cataloging all the 300 plus studies on cash that have ever been published, also the ones that have negative results of course. And so you can uh, explore all these uh, all the evidence uh, behind cash uh, further. We're also hiring for a lot of roles. Um, I would highlight a few here, um, especially chief technology officer, our first uh, a director of technical program management. We have some several uh, software engineering positions, uh, VP of business development, uh, some country directors in Liberia, and Nigeria. Uh, and others. So it's everything. Uh, everything is on our uh, website, givedirectly.org/jobs. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me um, at that address. There, um, I'm also gonna have office hours afterwards on the second floor. I think. Thank you.